to Core Community Covenant Church with Pastors Max and Trish. Join us as we learn more about the Word of God. So today, just again to to remind or kind of review from last week, we talk we talk about praising God, honoring God with our bodies and boundaries in our lives, and we hit a, a lot of the conversation. A lot of the conversation went about boundaries, having boundaries, how those boundaries look like, how we honor God in those boundaries, and we talked about Adam and Eve, how God gave them everything and accepted to put a boundary over the tree the two trees in the middle and we the biggest thing that at least that i went away from is to be remembered that since the god is god of of wisdom and and knowledge and everything else so if he puts a boundary for us it's for our own good so as we're looking into further uh boundaries and honoring god and the boundaries in our lives and the boundaries that he put in our lives always to remember that it is for our own good. It is, and through us following those boundaries is going to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. Right. And the key to remember is that boundaries, they create guardrails, right? So either extreme can be dangerous. So we talked about uh, the balance between work and rest is one of the things that we talked about uh, the last time we were together about how work is something that God designed. It's healthy. It's good. It uses our creative talents uh, we're made in the image of God, so we're made to to leave an imprint in this world. There's a, a healthy energy behind it. It's not like we were just living, chilling in the garden, sun tanning next to the river um, until sin came into the world. Like we were designed to care for the garden. So work is is a healthy thing. Um, but what happened through the fall is the extreme that now, because of the curse under the fall, work is toilsome. It's hard. We don't, it doesn't come easily. It doesn't come, it doesn't flow naturally. We have more pain, more suffering in order to reap the fruit of our labor. Uh, and we all know this because we all suffer inflation, right? So we, <laughs> we, we all feel how the dollar doesn't stretch like it did yeah, years one ago. The right, but the problem is, is that a lot of times we seek purpose, and this is actually what we're talking about, out there, right? We seek, and that's where Adam and Eve went wrong, is that God gave them a boundary and with work and rest and all of these things, with the feasting and fasting, he said you could eat of all of this but not this. And they wanted more. They wanted to go outside the boundaries. And God's presence is in the boundaries, in that confined space. So if we want to know what our purpose is, then we need to know what these boundaries are and live within these boundaries and not go to the extreme. Like, again, we don't want to be workaholics. We also don't want to be lazy where we're, you know, just sitting around and, you know, depressed trapped in our house laying in bed all day right we have to find that healthy balance those healthy rhythms between work and rest feasting and fasting and so the new the new topic for today we we had two two other boundaries that we wanted to look at in this series of, of how we can honor god with our boundaries uh one is security and sacrifice those are kind of the book ends and then the other one is celibacy and sexuality but it was two too packed so we're splitting those two we're just going to focus on one today and we really want to have a, a conversation around security and sacrifice another word for security we as we were kind of unpacking it uh is like comfort right so we felt that these are two polar opposites where the world and and our human nature we gravitate towards what's comfortable 
We gravitate towards security, right? We, a lot of times we operate out of fear. We operate, we want, we want to know that we have that nest egg so that we can have the house and, you know, a, a legacy for our children and our grandchildren for retirement, whatever. And, and there's that, we want that balance. And then on the other side, there's this Christian model of sacrifice, right? Where it's like you give up everything like a Mother Teresa and you go and you travel the world and you live, you know, poor and, and all of that. And the reality is, is that most of us, God has a calling for us. The boundary is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I, we talked about in uh, Thessalonians. Thessalonians. <laughs> ah, uh, when, when they talk, we talk about everything's permissible, not everything's beneficial. And he's, if the key point when he says, "And I will not be mastered by, by anything." By anything. So when we have those one side or another side, it's important to remember it's good to have the two sides, but we cannot be mastered by it. And we were, t- as you were reviewing about feasting and fasting, the story of when Saul, this is the Old Testament, when Saul is fighting with his men and everything else, and he says, we will not, we will all fast till victory comes, and everybody's tired, and his son Jonathan was getting tired, and he ate some honey, and then he was rejuvenated, and he was able to be a better soldier, so it's the whole feasting and fasting where somebody says, like, hey, I'm going to fast, and it was like, but... It's so not beneficial to what God is calling me to do. So it's just understanding that there's our desire and then there's God's guidance. And as long as we are, like you said, in the boundary of what God wants from us, we'll be good. So if if for Jonathan's sake, his goal was to be a good warrior, fasting was not going to help him to be a good warrior at that point. Fasting that some honey was going to help him to be a better warrior so that he can complete what God, yeah, what God had called for him. So when we look today on security and sacrifice, both of them are good, right? We don't want to just be open, open and putting ourselves in danger, but at the same time, um, we need to have the wisdom what God is guiding us to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And we also have to know it changes from season to season, yes, right? Absolutely. All of these boundaries change from season to season it it, think of it like a a a pendulum on an old grandfather clock right so in our lives there's times where we're going through a season and we're swinging so far one way that the holy spirit will be like like again feasting fasting all of these work and rest where you're there's times when you just have to put in that extra work and then there's a season where god's like okay now i need you to rest and you may feel guilty you start after a long season of hard work you kind of feel anxious and you're you know restless and you have to learn to slow yourself down again and then vice versa you've rested a lot come back from vacation right like some of us have and it's like oh the school year is starting and you got to get that fire under you and it's hard to get going and so it's it's this pendulum right so when we look at something like security and sacrifice right so we're as humans we have limited needs and and we need to have a sense of security to be able to function if if someone feels unsafe right like you were talking about your you know your niece and and there's uh, abuse or neglect or trauma it's hard to be able to think straight to function so we need a certain degree of security like we need to know that we have food on the table, that we have a roof over our head, that we're loved, like there's certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's natural, so it's not bad to pursue those things. What, where it comes too far is when we make those things our idol, we make those things our God, and we start to store them up in excess because we don't realize that 
if we give into that fear, it will never be satisfied. There comes a point where you have to say, it's enough, right? His grace is sufficient. The Lord will provide, right? All of these things. And, and there's a time where it's like, I can give up to someone else who has less and I can sacrifice because I have an abundance that God has blessed me. So we're going to just break this up and I can share briefly about, uh, we want to take two characters. We're going to talk about uh, David and then we're going to talk about Paul uh, as kind of these extremes and how they needed to find balance uh, because their pendulum had been swung kind of too far one way or the other. And then we really just want to open it up for a discussion of where you're at on this uh, right now and, and just challenge ourselves. We'll finish with a challenge of going into this week, uh, what are some things that we can choose uh, to something that we can sacrifice um, and then something that we need to bring us comfort right now because we may be feeling restless or anxious and we have, may have deprived ourselves because we feel it's a luxury, but God is really saying, no, you need to just find comfort in this area and it's perfectly, you know, you have the Lord's blessing in it. So yeah. looking before, at that, I'm, I'm go sorry, ahead. Before, before you just jump in, just because when Trish talked about this pendulum thing, I really wanted to, again, point out why the boundaries are perfect. God, God's perfect plan for us. We should have set boundaries so that way we don't pass into the extreme. Right. It's that, that's why boundaries are so important because we are going to swing extreme to one way, extreme to other. But if we have boundaries, we're like, all right, right. if I keep on working 60 hours every week, it's going to lead to this. So your boundary is I can do a one week of 60 hours, like right. overtime, but not two, not three, because then I'm going to crash or then I'm going to go somewhere where I shouldn't go. So that's why those boundaries are so important is that way. We we're stopped before the danger happens, and we have to set that up. And when we're talking about all these topics, right? And I think that the pendulum is also a great example because it it has a rhythm, right? It keeps time, and we have to keep in time with God's timing. And so, getting into the text, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Second Samuel chapter eleven. There's just a couple of verses I'm gonna read and then we'll just unpack it a little bit so second samuel chapter 11 starting in verse 1 this is uh the story of david and bathsheba many of you have probably heard this story before we're not going to get too in-depth to the story we're really just looking at david's journey and specifically what happened here because it's not like you know we, we joke about, like, people are, oh, I accidentally got pregnant or I accidentally... <laughs> when you just trip and fall, like, it Girl. doesn't work that way. Like, there's a series of choices. That's next week. We're talking yeah, about that next, next week. Yeah, that's next week. That's why it's a whole the other trip and falling is next week. So we're looking at David and Bathsheba, and, and we see here, it starts off in verse 1. In the spring, again, we're talking about God's timing, right? In the spring, at the time... When kings go off to war, right? Right. (laughs) David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. Okay, so what we're going to just look at here is before he ends up killing one of his closest friends, before he ends up in bed and impregnating and having an adulterous affair he is in the wrong place at the wrong time he is chilling in his palace right living a life of luxury 
at a time when kings go off to war. It was a season when he was supposed to be sacrificing. He was supposed to be out at battle with his men in the field, right? But he is just chilling in his palace and he can't sleep or whatever. And he ends up in the roof and he sees Bathsheba and we see how the story unfolds. So the part I just want to focus on here is remember, David was a man after God's own heart, right? Mm -hmm. So we see how David started off, you know, there's this, the story of David and Goliath where everybody's afraid, but David has this incredible courage, right? And he puts himself at risk. He's the one who steps out in battle alone on the battlefield against this huge giant. And, and he has confidence that the Lord will give him victory. Exactly. Exactly. So we see how then God anoints him as king and he has these mighty men and he has victory, victory. And God has elevated him over the years. God has blessed and anointed David to the place where he went from this lowly shepherd boy, right? To now he is the king of Israel and he's in the palace and, and he gets too comfortable. He gets too comfortable and he has forgotten from where he has come. Right. And and I'm not I don't want to put something into the text that's not there. So if you have your Bible, you can look at the next chapter where Nathan, the prophet rebukes David. And so you can see it directly in the text. Again, these are not my words. These are straight from Scripture. Um, Second Samuel, chapter 12. It says here, uh, starting in verse seven, the second half of verse seven, it says, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if all of this had been too little, I would have given you even more. That right there. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his sight? And so we see this unraveling, right? And, and Nathan calls it out in black and white. And he says, you didn't get here by your own stripes. You got here because the Lord blessed you and gave you favor and you got too comfortable. You thought maybe you deserved this, that you were entitled, right? You think that you could just take whatever you want because you're the king and you have this power and this authority. And so now you're the one who is the abuser of authority. And he says, because you have done this, the sword now will not depart from your house because he used the sword against Uriah, right? And and we see that it never did. So we're looking at, again, this, this model of here is an extreme example of when we when we trust too much in earthly security and comfort okay and and how the danger of going past that boundary is that we we stumble and we fall into sin right we forget our dependence on the lord we forget our care for other people we walk around with an arrogance and entitlement and other people suffer because because for us we're operating out of this need for security and comfort right right and that's the danger of when we pursue security and comfort it it will never be enough i mean look at like the cold war and the nuclear like when you seek military power and you put your trust in that there's just this stockpile weapons it will never be enough you will never have enough money in the bank you will never own enough property you will never have like if that's your anchor and and you've lost the sight that you need to trust the lord because I mean, the flowers of the field don't worry because the Lord, you know, takes care of them. The sparrows, uh, you know, he, 
he cares for all of these and he cares for us even more so we can't use again while we we have needs all we have to do is ask and the lord will provide for our needs and there are some things that he may just say no and we have to take a step back because god may be saying i'm putting a line here because you think you need this but you don't and so we're frustrated because god is not giving us the answer right but he's actually protecting us from something like what happened to David where he had so much that he forgets you know there's that the in Proverbs Lord don't give me so much that I forget about yes. you mm-hmm. but also don't give me so little that I fall into sin mm-hmm. right so those are the boundaries that we're talking about so so that is just looking at David and the danger of when we veer toward, too much towards comfort and then I yeah. know you were prepared to talk about Paul yeah and as we we keep lo- learning about this the whole point is we have security in Christ so security in God not security in all the other stuff that we put our Right. faith in and sacrifice same thing we do we sacrifice the things that god calls us to sacrifice not something that it's cool or something that we feel like we have to do uh to catch his favor mm-hmm. and he never asks See. us right so that that's kind of the point so when we're looking at sacrifice uh i think there there's many people that we could look at in the bible about sacrifice uh, many sacrificed uh for god's calling the one i wanted to look at is paul and uh, first I want to read from Philippians 3, uh, starting at verse 7. Because he kind of shows a really, a really good thing, a good way that, uh, that Christians kind of look, look at when they, when they become Christians. This is what my faith is. And Paul says it amazingly. And I love how it is. But again, I think he's being led by God into, into these words. So Philippians seven uh, three verse seven. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is a faith. So I wanted to read that because he has that sacrificial, I don't need anything, I don't want anything, anything that I had is rubbish. So he has the attitude, but the attitude is for God's glory and it was led by God to get to this point. Right? So we have this mindset of sacrifice as Christians. But then I wanted to look at just a couple of verses later on in, in the chapter 4, verse 10. He now talks about the sacrifice that he has given, right? So he says, hey, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. That's what God has led him to do. But here he's talking about, and this is a, a, a some people's favorite verses at the end. But to take out of context. To take out of context. <laughs> but... Chapter, Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had not opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what is to be in need, and I know what is to have plenty. I have learned the secrets of being content in any and every situation, 
whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And I want to stop right there because I, I don't want to go into the next verse. But he kind of shows right there. So, yes, he has sacrificed everything for God. He has, he has said that all this is rubbish and everything else. But he also shows that even though you sacrifice, there's also calling to be cared for. Right? He says that he, he rejoices that somebody actually cares for him. It says that they renewed your concern for me. He rejoiced in that, that somebody actually cares for him, that they want to help him. He says, hey, listen, I've been hungry. I know how to be hungry, but I also know how to be fed, how to be full. I know how it feels to be not having anything, and I know how it is to have plenty. That, that's, that's the sacrifice that we've got to look into, that when the pendulum swings and God is calling us to sacrifice, we need to remember that there's also a need that we have as human beings that we want um, that God will provide for the, for those things. There's He's going to send people to those things, and we should accept those things. I, a lot of times you hear that you know somebody wants to bless you, and you're like, no, 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 I'm I'm good, I'm good, I'm here to bless you. Mm. And this, what, what is it saying? Don't steal my blessing, right? Oh my God! You know, I have, right I have I have shared shared this oh with people a number of times. I got so humbled and blessed oh in the same God. time when I was feeding the homeless, and I remember coming in under the viaduct, and I'm giving them food, and this homeless person is like, "Here, here's five dollars. Go buy some for, more food for other homeless people." And I'm like, "Of course not. You're not gonna give me food. I'm here to bless you. You're not here to." You know, and I didn't realize that, first of all, everything comes from God, not from me. You know, so be able to accept those things. It's an important part of our Christian life that, yeah, God leads us to sacrifice some things out there. But we need to be also be ready to accept that comfort Mm -hmm. and security from people and accept blessings. I I really loved um, in 2 Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, this is the end of his of his letter it's actually it's, Timothy was one of his last letters from what I remember so in uh, 2 Timothy 4 11 he talks about right before that he talks about all the people that has have left him uh, some people betrayed him it says only Luke is with me and then he says get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. There's a need. He had a need for Mark. It's somebody that brought him uh, help. He brought him joy. Luke was there helping him write a lot of things and everything else. Um, there was a need. Even though he had sac- sacrificed everything. Even though he was in prison. Even though that he was beaten and everything else. He's like, but I need. Send me Mark. I, I need his help. Um, even, even as simple as the, the next verse it talks about in verse 13 it says when you come bring the cloak that I left with, with Carpus and Troas and my scrolls especially the parchments I, I love that it's as simple as that that he's like hey it's cold out there can you can you bring me my coat <laughs> you know yes I have sacrificed everything for the calling of the Lord but there's still a need mm-hmm. so when we we swing to this sacrificial thing and we think the life the life of a Christian is supposed to be this uh, poor and beaten stuff. No, there's still has to be. There's God still wants us to have those comfort things that He has provided for us for God's glory. I even I love that He says, "Send me Mark because He helps with my ministry." 
You know, so we need to have that understanding that, yes, we can sacrifice for the Lord, but it's got to be led by Him. And it's okay to have some comfort. It's just the main thing that we don't swing the other way into that security of leaning on people instead of leaning on God. One of the things that I I don't know if you had a chance to get to that we we were talking about in preparation for this was really differentiating because there is a time and place for sacrifice, right? Like when you he was looking at Philippians and Philippians chapter two talks about that we should take on just like Christ the nature um, where we don't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but we take on the nature of a servant. And so there is a place for us to to serve and to sacrifice and to um, surrender things, you know, earthly comforts mm. and whatnot, in order to advance the kingdom, in order to bring faith to others, in order to advance the gospel. But I think that we we get this really construed and we turn all sorts of other things. Um, and again, we've been on this journey to learn to hear from the Holy Spirit, right? To to be spirit led. And so we have to be spirit led as we go towards security and spirit led as we go towards sacrifice. So we don't want to make sacrifices. Sometimes, again, being from a pastor's family, you you lay your family on the altar of sacrifice for ministry. Mm -hmm. And that is not God honoring. Uh, Because a sacrifice is something that you give willingly. It's something that out of the overflow of your heart, right? And so as you give... It's, it's not, nowhere in scripture is it like you're supposed to serve the church 20 hours a week above and beyond your regular job, or you're supposed to be involved in three to five ministries, and you're not a mature Christian unless you're, you know, an elder and a deacon and on, you know, stage with the worship team. Like, these are things that we've gotten way off track, so right? Mm-hmm. So as we make sacrifices, whatever God is asking us to sacrifice, it doesn't mean that we become slaves to ministry, or or Christian activity. Yes. Or to a pastor. Yes. Or to a pastor. Amen. Yeah. I think that thank you for reminding me. That that I think that was the biggest thing when we talk about sacrifice and uh was I mean Trish and I were speaking from close to over twenty years of, of serve, serving the church. And yeah, there were so many times where especially in the younger, younger times we have we sacrificed a lot mm-hmm. for the church, for the ministry and for the pastor. Right, but notice that nowhere in there where we really we thought we were doing it for God. Yeah. See? But really we were doing it for to to please all these other Even though we were doing God things. Godly things. We were doing right. godly things, we were doing a Christian things, we were saving souls, we were feeding the homeless, we were proclaiming the gospel and on the L train, under viaducts and everywhere in between. Right. And we were sacrificing so much, but a lot of times, if, if we reflect and be honest about it, in our sacrifices, God wasn't honored right. in those sacrifices. Right. Our health, our family, right. our finances, there was a lot of things that we put down on the line that God really yeah. wasn't honoring. Though. And I, I would encourage you to even look, like we're talking about Paul, even in Philippians, you know, Paul is, is you know, he's been through prison, he's been through all these things. But he says at the end of Philippians that that all of his needs have been amply supplied for. Right? He has everything that he needs. And so he, he talks through Philippians about being a servant, being poured out as a, a love offering, that he's willing to die for the gospel and all of this, the things he's endured. But he also recognizes that he has what he needs. And so if we look at our lives, right, and our health is failing, we're not getting enough sleep, we're super stressed out, you know, we don't have time for our spouse or our children, our work is failing because we're so involved in church and Christian activity, then that means 
we're, we're off track mm-hmm. because biblically God will give us what we need. And so that means we're maybe doing good things, but they're not the God things. They're not, they're not in those boundaries of our purpose. Mm-hmm. And God is like, that's nice, but I didn't actually ask you to do that <laughs> because that's more than you, you can do. We all only have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We hope this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to God. Know you are loved and covered in prayer.